Hey everybody, welcome to Rock and Roll Shinsu Chu, episode 16. My name is Gabe Estel, and I'm here with my wonderful co-host, co-host, uh, cohorts, that's the same thing, right? Sure, yeah, I'll take yeah, it. right, those are, swap <laughs> those words out. Um, Dennis Levi Leach and Jonathan Getz, how's it going, fellas? Good, good. Groovy. Good, just trying to stay warm here. Um, all right, so, you know, baseball uh, has been in the news lately, even though we're in, uh, we're in kind of the the latter part of the off season now a lot of the a lot of the big moves have happened um but earlier this week the hall of fame announced its 2015 class and uh they inducted they are inducting four players this year typically they do three right but this year they've gone with four um and these are all i guess kind of the one of the cool things about the hall of fame now is it's all guys that really played in our lifetimes you know i mean when we were growing up, it was a lot of people that we didn't really have a connection to that were getting inducted. Um, whereas, you know, over, I would say, probably the last five, yeah. five six years, you know, it's all people that were on the baseball cards that we collected. Um, and uh, this year, you know, um, probably some guys that were kind of emerging near the end of our baseball card collecting, but still nonetheless. Um, we've got John Smoltz, the great uh, reliever and starter uh, for the Braves. Uh, we've also got um, uh, Craig Biggio from the Astros. Um, probably, I don't know, maybe the most, I don't know, would you guys say he's the most controversial pick of the four? The most questionable. Most, yeah. yeah, I would say so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think, unfortunately for the guy, I think spending his whole career on a team that never was really very good, other than yeah. that World Series trip yeah. in 2005, um, that, that probably that probably hurts your standing a little bit. It's kind of beyond oh, yeah. his control. But, um, you know, he uh, – now, correct me if I'm wrong. He started out as a catcher, right? Yeah. He, he, okay. moved, he moved straight down the middle of the field and back. Move, <laughs> catcher right, second, right. center second. Right. Oh, yeah, he did play the outfield, didn't he? Yeah, mm-hmm. right. So really athletic guy and a fun guy to watch. Um, but, you know, uh, his name just probably – you know, if you would have told me a couple of years ago – it wouldn't really scream Cooperstown, you know, no. um, and that's not to take away anything. He was he was a great player, but um, well, think... if, if, you have to wonder if he only had two thousand nine hundred ninety hits for his career, if he would have made it, right? And if right. ten hits I, should really make that much of a difference, I think it opens the door. I mean, I'm yeah, not, right. you know what I mean? I think him getting in opens the door for some players who might not have been considered because now people are going to be like well craig bichio but that that through those three thousand hits it's it's like magical yeah uh, for for the hall of fame voters it's it's the fairy dust on the boat yeah yeah absolutely and then um the the other two we've got uh uh randy johnson and uh and pedro martinez definitely i i think both those guys were were you know no brainers Um, yeah yeah, no brainers there um and gosh you know it doesn't you know those guys were, were were pitching not that long ago too, you know. No, I mean, it, it's they're, surprising. They're not wasting five any years. time anymore. Yeah. You know? I mean, oh yeah. It seems like Randy Johnson was just pitching. I mean, it was five years ago, but it seems like it was just a couple, you know. Right. Um, right. So yeah. So definitely, um, you know, you got three really dominant pitchers, and then um, maybe uh, you know one of the more questionable Hall of Fame choices in recent years. Um, anything stand out to you guys about these picks, or is there anybody who you think was snubbed? Uh, this year go ahead levi well i was trying to think who were the people that like barely got cut off this year tim Raines was one i know piazza, yeah, yeah. P- um, piazza, piazza. That was bagwell yeah. and Raines. bagwell and Schilling. i think Schilling. okay 
I think if Craig Biggio's in, probably Mike Piazza should be in. I would agree with that. Personally. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I mean, they may just be like the baseball card collector kid in me still, but I always thought Mike Piazza was a better player than Craig Biggio. Um, yeah, yeah. If if you had to like start a franchise with one of yeah. those guys, who would you pick? Yeah. I think I would pick Piazza. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was the cream of the crop for a couple of years for in like sure. in like the yeah. mid nineties. Yeah. You know, probably like right around the time we all started kind of not stopped collecting cards. Yeah, yeah. is when he was really at his peak. Yeah, um, I remember getting his rookie cards. You know, that was like when I was oh, yeah. still like ninety two ish, right around oh, yeah. there. I was still collecting, but then when he was at his apex, you know, I was moved on to listening to widespread panic. And things like that. <laughs> well, and he was always <laughs> interesting because um, uh, his. Uh, he was related to Tommy Lasorda for somehow I forget if oh really if, okay. if, but he marriage or something I thought that yeah. Tommy Lasorda took him in I don't know the fiftieth round of the draft just as a favor because oh I'm I this is it's like his son in law or something like that yeah. uh, and he turns out to you know I think he did he win Rookie of the Year one of those many Dodgers to win Rookie of the Year possibly right when it was all Dodgers like Eric Karros won it yeah Roman uh, to see. <laughs> Yeah, right, a few yeah. others, yeah. Um, uh, so, but yeah, the fact that he went from this super late round pick into a, uh, he'll probably make the Hall of Fame next year, into a Hall of Famer, yeah. uh, is quite amazing. Right, right. Yeah, so I, I would agree. Piazza before Biggio, definitely, um, yeah. for me. But the yeah, Biggio thing, again, it's the 3,000 hits. and Yeah, uh, yeah, you know. and I, I forget that about him. I, for, he, I would say he's probably the the person in that club that the people don't re- remember. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. Like if you listed all the people that were in the 3000 club, I wouldn't have put Craig Vigio in it. And you know, uh, it, as a comparison, uh, just to show how, what, how much of a big deal 3000 hits is Johnny Damon was only, I think about 150 hits away from 3000. He received zero votes this year. Wow. Just I mean, you you would have thought that yeah he could you know he could scrape scrape it out for a few more years and collect fifty hits a year and get three thousand. All of a sudden he's in. You know. <laughs> Did you tell me gets Darren Erstad got some votes? He, he got one vote. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was Dar- Darren Erstad's uncle. <laughs> right. You know. Darren... Yeah. It's. Hmm. Man. <laughs> well, the guy that I've talked about for a little while now because i i think you have to consider position as well which i think makes a stronger case oh for definitely, Piazza too. definitely yeah, yeah. I, you know he, I, he might even be ineligible now i don't know i know he's been on the ballot before it's brian downing that played for uh the angels the, you know if you, if yeah. you take, take into account that he was a catcher and you look at the numbers over his career they're really good and um he's one of those guys that um you know, since we've been doing this podcast, I've been looking at a lot of stats from people we grew up watching. And he's one of those people that took me by surprise, like how good he was. You know, I'd forgotten. I remember collecting his cards. I remember he had a Diamond King. Um, and I remember him being one of, you know, the better players on the Angels in the 80s. But, uh, you know, the numbers are really good for Brian Downey for yeah. a catcher. He's, he's, uh, he's, other he deserves than, some consideration. Other than what Gary Carter, are. Are there any other '80s catchers in the Hall of Fame? Like, name some big time '80s catchers Ugh. that are. Well, I yeah, mean, and, and Carter probably started in the '70s. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Fisk and Ben. Yeah. You know, Fisk started yeah. in the '70s. Like, it's hard to like. I, I I was just thinking after you said Brian Downing, it's I can't think of an eight like a blockbuster '80s catcher that's in the Hall of Fame. No, I'm offhand. No, I can't either. Um. I mean, obviously, I think for for the early '90s, if the if the steroid scandal doesn't trip him up, 
I think Ivan Rodriguez will be will be yeah. if if yeah. Yeah. I mean you know it's there's so many question marks now with yeah. with steroids. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. He'll he'll be treated like Piazza, and that's one of the questions that surrounded Piazza a bit was um, uh, were the the steroids. Uh, and so they thought that, well, there was only, he, there, there were only light rumors, so we'll delay him here a few years and then he'll eventually get in. The same will probably happen with, with Rodriguez. Yeah. I wonder if the guys that were, that came clean, you know how Giambi came clean mm-hmm. about it? You know, he's, yeah. he was one of the, he was oh, yeah. like one of the only guys that was honest and said he did it. And he, I don't know, I guess he seemed kind of contrite about it. I wonder if they'll take that into account and be like, you know, he was honest about it. Well, you know, I, he didn't, he didn't try to. Andy he wasn't Pettit. McGuire. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't Rafael yeah. Palmero. Right? Yeah. You know, I, I think uh, if, if you, because McGuire was pretty apologetic uh, about it. Uh, it but but it, it took people to call him out on it, though. Yeah, you know he, what denied I mean? it. he denied it at first. Yeah. Well, right. because he was also one of the, he was kind of one of the first people to be accused of it, right? He was. Oh, yeah. yeah. So there wasn't really precedent for, oh, how should I deal with this? Well, when yeah, in hindsight, if you compare him to Clemens, and Clemens is still getting quite a few votes, so is Bonds. And, uh, yeah. But that, Maguire, uh, that testimony it, yeah. from Maguire, like when he's in tears, is even if you don't like the guy, that's tough to watch. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just a really uncomfortable scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it well, is. And, and I mean, I'm a Cubs fan, and I mean, I, I feel bad for Sosa sometimes because it's like, He's the only guy to hit 60 home runs three seasons or whatever, right? And you would think that would be an automatic stat to get you in the Hall of Fame. But now that you've been linked to steroids, it's like that page out of the history book has just been ripped out and it's like it never existed. So a Chicago athlete post Michael Jordan, too, in Sosa, you know? They'll never be in. So what's the solution? I mean, I've seen where... I, I see more Poznanski, uh, Joe Poznanski, who I'm a big fan of, baseball writer, uh, says that, you know, you, you should essentially vote him in. Uh, and, yeah. I mean, because there's only so much you can do with speculation. And then I've heard other people say, yeah, go ahead and vote him in and then just throw asterisks. All I mean, Have explanations for, uh, you know, this guy's career and all that surrounded it. Uh, controversy and warts and all. Yeah. I, I say I mean, vote him in too. I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm. I'm it doesn't matter at this point, you know. I mean, right. well, yeah, yeah. If they do that, I think if they do start to allow more guys who have had links or ties to the steroid era in, I think they're going to have to let Pete Rose in. I think they're going to have to posthumously let Shoeless Joe Jackson in. Yeah, right. Or you know what I mean? Because yeah. like, if they start to let guys who actually cheated and it affected their numbers over seasons yeah if they allow those in the hall of fame they're gonna have to allow those two guys in. it's the baseball hall of fame too it's not the character hall of fame you exactly. know i mean exactly you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. Ty, Ty Cobb's like the worst person on the <laughs> earth right yeah yeah you know? i mean I, yeah i say you let them in at this point i mean unless they've been arrested you know like unless they've been yeah. well, that's not the right word if, unless they've been you know just indicted proven guilty whatever, if they've yeah. been indicted or something like that yeah I, you gotta let them in you know it's yeah it's it's just like the judicial system you know it's it's all in, it's innocent until proven guilty you know i mean yeah. It, yeah. yeah yeah and and honestly i think with the guys that had the talent minus the roids you know clemens bonds maybe palmero mcguire sosa those are the I like, guys. I like I, to think those guys, even if you take away the drugs, yeah. have still been pretty damn. Yeah, close. those are the guys I feel the worst for because I think those are the guys that are. I think half those guys aren't going to get in. 
because of it. Some I mean, you know those I mean? drugs helped extend their careers, but, you know, for a hitter, baseball's still hand-eye coordination. Yeah, you know? Yeah, you still have to be able to hit the baseball. And Barry Bonds could, could really hit a baseball really well, even take away the, okay, maybe the Roids added like five more productive years to his career, you know, that he wouldn't have had. Shit, he could have, you know, he could have, he could have retired yeah. five, six years he, before he would have made it. Yeah, he still would have been shooting yeah. to get in. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with Clemens as well, you know, yeah. as a, for, for a pitcher. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. Um, do, do you think maybe they'll tell these guys, you have to admit it in order to get in. Do you think that they would? Uh <sighs> That'd make for an awkward uh, ceremony, you know. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, yeah, um, yeah. I, oh, gosh, yeah. I, I mean, just, it, you're get we're getting into know. ethical territory with it now. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. it's like, and part of me, like I said, I I agree with what we are all saying, and I think it should be you should start voting them in. But the way it is right now, and the way that it has always been, is. If you get linked to doing something bad, they're not going to let you in. Whether it's gambling or or cheating or taking steroids, that that's the system. And it, it, guys have known that for the last hundred years. You know what I mean? In baseball, you don't get a lot of second chances if you screw up. No, yeah, no I mean all those guys' reputations are tarnished. You know, I mean, uh, I mean. The fact that McGuire has a job as a hitting coach is kind of miraculous just because I mean, to, to so many baseball fans, they put him on such a high pedestal in the late 90s. You know, mm-hmm. He was the All-American Norman Rockwell, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Apple yeah. pie Mark McGuire. Right. You know, he played mm-hmm. in St. Louis, you know, which uh-huh. St. Louis, the Cardinals always have this really squeaky clean shit about him anyway. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. right. Yeah. And, um, and you know, and, and he just such a fall from grace. I'm surprised. I'm surprised the Dodgers hired him. You know. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it would it, it'll be interesting too because you know what he and and uh, and Sosa did in that summer '98, and and I mean it turned baseball's fortunes around. Obviously, after yeah. after the post strike uh, waning yeah. of the sport, uh, that uh, you know it, it propelled this new era that Bud Selig presided over. And meanwhile, Bud Selig is is uh being rewarded with a uh, six million dollar a year pension and right. will also maybe someday be considered for the baseball hall of fame um yeah. they i think they uh vote for commissioners don't they um well the, uh, i know like he's a team owner as well so i right, mean i yeah, think he can yeah. get in on that somehow yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um so it would yeah. be a little bit hypocritical if um you know how how the writers revere uh, Revere uh, Selig versus all these players. A, a quick story about um, so the Sosa McGuire year '98 before we um, before mm-hmm. we, we we transition here. Um, it was my so- it was the beginning of my sophomore year of college was 1998. So and you know when McGuire broke the record, um, you know that happened right around September. You know it was it was in mm-hmm. the latter part of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, the the. <laughs> The power went out in my building. Yeah, I was in my dorm, and everybody was watching the game. Right? I kid you not. The power goes out, and I lived in um, you know, it was 
at Western, I was in Lincoln Hall, and it's you know mm-hmm. a fairly kind of a high rise dorm. You know, it was like twelve or thirteen floors, and you heard the biggest collective. <laughs> oh! <laughs> you could just hear it ringing throughout the building when the power went out. Uh, they dragged everybody outside because I think somebody pulled the fire alarm yeah. or something as well. We go inside, the power's turned back on, and he'd broken. The- <laughs> it's all stand on the oh, that's awful. Give a speech and shit. Yeah, there's no DVRs. This is 1998. So. <laughs> <laughs> that is awful <laughs> you know that i was in st louis when he broke the record i uh i was staying uh with my aunt and uncle and uh we were we watched it on tv and then we heard uh i could hear the fireworks from their house which is kind of neat mm-hmm. yeah the fireworks that they let off at bush stadium yeah that's right. awesome <laughs> yeah it was it was funny stuff man <laughs> that, um, that sucks <laughs> Well, you know, we're going to um, transition here a little bit. Uh, one of the guys uh, who... Two. Actually, two. Two. Yeah, two. Um, two of the guys who are getting inducted this year uh, played in Montreal uh, for a decent portion of their career. Maybe not their most famous stops, probably, but um, but certainly a couple guys that uh, really kind of had their early formative years in Montreal. Randy Johnson and Pedro Martinez. Um, both two guys played for the Expos, and, you know, the Expos are kind of sort of the the outlier of baseball franchises um, in the sense that, you know, they played in probably North America's most European city, um, not the, the, the beautiful city, um, but not, not certainly a place that really screams put a baseball team here. Um, so two guys that were in Montreal um, and, and now are, are, are going to the Hall of Fame. Um, I assume they're probably not going to enter as Expos, is my guess. <laughs> uh, It'll be interesting but... to see what, what, what emblems they do pick, each of them. Because, I mean, they both had pretty... I think Pedro will be a Red Sox. Pedro, I think Randa... the Red Sox, undoubtedly. With yeah, Randy Johnson, tougher. even though he played probably the most most years in Seattle, is my guess. I was going to um, say Seattle. But he won a championship with Arizona. So. With Arizona. And right? he, he ended his career in Arizona, too, yeah. I think. And so. I think, did he win more Cy Youngs in Arizona, possibly? Did he? Okay. I don't know. Oh. It, it's he, interesting. He seems to like the franchise, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, so uh, he might just kind of go with his heart as opposed to, you know, where he spent. Because yeah. you know, he probably spent more years in Seattle and Montreal yeah. than he did uh Remember, he played for the Yankees for a little while, too. And he also played for the Giants very briefly near the end of the Astros, yeah. And the Astros, too. That wow, was the, yeah. That was, yeah. He 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 modeled more uniforms than uh, any of the mm-hmm. other guys getting inducted this year. Um, so, anyway, with that in mind, we have a special guest who uh, visited Montreal to see a baseball game. You might not have you might not remember this, but back in March, Montreal hosted a couple exhibitions games between the Blue Jays and the Mets. And our special guest, uh, 1995 Houston Astros eighth round draft pick Ricky Cobb. How you doing, Ricky? I'm doing well, man. I uh, I flamed out in high A ball, so right. <laughs> I had to find another gig. So it became academics. So I appreciate you having me on. Well, we're glad you're here. Thanks for doing this. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Well, what we're talking about today, um, we're talking about baseball stadiums. And Ricky, uh, we have Ricky on the show. He's a friend of the podcast, but also he's been to a lot of parks. Particularly within the last year, he went to a lot of parks, including uh, the exhibition ba- uh, MLB game in Montreal back in March. So, Ricky, um, I want to ask you, of the 19 parks that you've seen, you know what? What is your favorite? 
and which would you say you wouldn't really have any desire to return to? Uh, the, the second question is a tougher question for me, I think, because I find something to like in all of them. Right. Um, my favorite part, that the answer that I'm going to give you is really boring. It's a Homer answer, but my favorite part is Wrigley. Sure. Uh, I went to Wrigley for the first time, you know, but I mean, again, I'm from Kentucky and I, I'd never been to Chicago until I was almost 30. So I grew up watching Harry Carey and Steve Stone in the, uh, you know, early eighties era Cubs. I think the first, uh, Cubs game I saw on WGN, Ferguson Jenkins was pitching wow, when, nice. when he, when he came back for those couple of years at the oh, end. Yeah. And so I'd always been a, a, a Cubs fan. And so uh, I got to go to Wrigley for the first time when I was, I don't know, I was thinking I was 29, and it was like stepping inside of your TV set, you know. Sure. <laughs> it's just, it was incredible. Now, a little bit of that wears off, you know, when you're out there multiple times every year, uh, you know, since uh, that's one of the big perks of, uh, you know, getting a gig in the Chicago area is you, know, you can avail yourself of uh, the sporting events and ballparks. But Wrigley is, is my favorite. Um, you know, so maybe a more interesting answer, uh, would be second favorite, um, which I, I would say my second favorite park that I've ever been to is Dodger stadium. Nice. Um, really, uh, I went there just this summer and was highly, highly impressed. Really, really enjoyed that. Uh, PNC park is, uh, is another in Pittsburgh that I think is a fantastic park, you know, in terms of like the new parks. Because you know it's hard to imagine. I mean, Dodger Stadium's the third oldest park in yeah in, in yeah. baseball. You know, yeah. and Fenway is is another one that uh, you know is I would tell every baseball fan to put it on uh, his or her bucket list. You know, but uh, so Fenway's got to be in the conversation. Although I wasn't quite as impressed with Fenway as maybe some other people uh, seem to be, but it's certainly near the top near the top of the list. I think. Um, you asked me my least favorite park. That's a really, really, that's a really tough one. Is it in Chicago? I'm not, my feelings aren't going to get hurt. I love the team, but I'll, I'll admit the park is, it's, it's a, it's a Kmart. It's what it I, is. <laughs> I think it's better than it used to be. Yeah. They've improved. You know, they've improved. I mean, uh, t- today compared to what it was 10 years ago, I can't remember how many years ago it was when they sort of like took out of some of the upper deck seats and it was about 10 or 12 years ago. And, yeah. And now they've basically like thrown up a statue of, you know, like, I, I think there's a Jerry Dibzinski statue around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's <laughs> right next to the Melildo Perez one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little statue happy there on the South side. I would, uh, it's, if, it's easier for me probably to like rattle off three or four that I would put near the bottom of my list. Yeah. And I would, uh, I would put the cell somewhere squarely in the bottom five, probably. Um, I went to uh city field this year for opening day, which is relatively new, right? That was built probably from the last four or five years. Right. Yeah, yeah. I would say it's, uh, I can't remember the last year. Shea was maybe like 2008 or nine or right. something like that. Um, I wasn't super impressed with City Field. Um, you know, it was okay. I mean, maybe, maybe that's one of those where I'm, rather than it literally being one of the worst four or five parks I've been to, maybe it's just like the expectations game, you know. Does it kind of lack character, sort of? The I thought it, I, it, well, I'll put it this way. I, 
you know, I went there with our, our mutual buddy, uh, Jeremy Shermack. And uh, at one point in the game, I turned around to Jeremy and I said, you know, does this kind of remind you of the cell a little bit <laughs> inside? So there's your answer. Uh, <laughs> as far as character goes. I heard they have a Shake Shack there, though. So that well, you got that. <laughs> You know, you got that going for you. I, yeah. I didn't see any. I didn't see any churros though. So, <laughs> so what is it about a place like Dodger Stadium uh, that makes it really appealing to you? I think for I think for me, you know, the history is is important, and uh, you know, obviously, at a place like Wrigley, a place like uh, Fenway, I mean, there's just so much history where we're we're running out of a lot of these parks where you can look out there and kind of just yeah. see the ghost of you know, the truly great players and particularly, you know, great players from, you know, earlier than the 1970s or 80s. And I mean, how many parks do we have left really even that were built before the 90s at this point? I mean, Kansas I think City, it, Oakland, California, I mean, uh, right. the, uh, which is which has been renovated so much that it doesn't right. look like yeah. it yeah. did yeah. a few yeah. years ago. Oh. My head, though, I want to say, like you know, we're we're maybe around ten ballparks that predate, yeah. you know, the the Sky Dome, or right, right. Like that. <laughs> yeah. So that's a plus for me, uh, you know, being in a ballpark where you can look out there and you can think, wow, you know, uh, you know, Babe, Babe Ruth played here, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Sandy it, Koufax. It, yeah, yeah. Right, Sandy Koufax. I mean, we uh, uh, when uh, I went to uh, Dodger Stadium the second night, it was a Friday night and it was fireworks night sure. and so i thought okay well you see that on the schedule and you think fire the night before that it was bobblehead night and it was a, a four-man bobblehead of uh steve garvey dusty baker ron say and reggie smith the uh, <laughs> the, the, uh, the original 30 you know they hit th- they were the first uh quartet of teammates to all hit 30 wow. home runs yeah. so i was excited about the bobblehead and so i thought fireworks night well that's nice for you know but i'm not I mean, I like fireworks as much as the next guy, but I'm not 10 years old, so, you know, yeah. whatever. But they actually let the fans go out onto the the uh, outfield. Really? For the fireworks. <laughs> Sweet. And I didn't realize that until about the eighth inning when the announcer says, you know, these are the areas that you need to go to to go on the field for the fireworks show. And I turn around to my um, th- then, uh, then fiancé, now wife, and I said, did he just say we get to go on the field? You know, we talk about yeah. and, you know, they, they, it's not fireworks night. It's like you get to walk out on the you know, hallowed ground. Oh night. man! Yeah. So we go out there, and I was like such a nerd. I took my uh, I took my shoes and socks off. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, take a couple of, clippings. Yeah. yeah, take a couple of clippings. I may or may not have actually kissed the ground. I, <laughs> I did. I'll just admit to that. So you, you that, gave Ethier a back rub. There's now a restraining order against me. Right. <laughs> the Dodgers come to town. I have to sit in the upper deck. Right. <laughs> uh, but no, this. I think for me, that's a big part of it. And it's still a really nice park. You know where it is. I don't. I don't know if you guys have been to Dodger Stadium. But, uh, you know, where it's laid out, like the surrounding area is really nice. You know, the vibe, you know, just got that Southern California vibe, which is really nice. The park is is in really good repair. I mean, you wouldn't know that it's a 50 plus year old park. Uh, You know, somebody just dropped you down there. You would probably assume that the park was newer than that. And so uh, I was highly impressed. I, you know, it was on my list of parks that, you know, definitely must see. But 
I liked it even more than I really thought that I thought that I would, you know, so I, I want to go back. I mean, my wife and I, we're already talking about trying to get back out there, uh, you know, by next summer if, if we, you know, if we don't go this year. And it sounds like you usually go to more than one game, you said. Yeah, I went to a couple of Dodger games um, while I was there. I also we, we made a pit stop in, in in San Diego before that because you know you figure try to get as many ballparks in as you can if you're yeah. in a particular geographic area. Yeah, and so we went to Petco and uh, Petco. Nah, I, I I thought I was really going to be more impressed with it based on its reputation, and I found it to be. Okay, middle of the pack kind of ballpark. It's in the Gaslight District down there, right? Sort of. Yeah. Or okay, yeah. Looks it's, like a nice area. I've never, I've never been, but it's nice. It's a nice area. Really impressed with the town. That was my right. the first time I'd ever been to San Diego, and so I was really impressed with San Diego. And it's kind of park maybe that would grow on you, but again, like another thing, like kind of uh, uh, coming back to what you were asking me earlier about like what goes into like in a park, and I think. One of the things that I was struck uh, with in terms of the difference between San Diego and L.A. was just the the culture of the fans. I mean, in L.A., you've got, you know, everybody's in a Dodgers jersey. Everybody's in a Dodgers cap. I mean, the, the atmosphere, you know, they have, you can just tell they have great fans. Really and established fan base. Really mm-hmm. established fan base. And, and in San Diego, they were playing the Cardinals. And, uh, you know, Cardinals fans travel well. Anyway, that's their rep, you know. But really, uh, it seemed as though there were as many, if not more, Cardinals fans at the San Diego game as there were Padres fans. And then, oh. and then the Padres fans, you know, there's uh, so many different color schemes that they've worn through the year. And, <laughs> yeah. and all of their fans are, you know, you got 30% of their fans are wearing the, you know, Dave Winfield era, 1970s brown and yeah. – uh, mustard or whatever which are kind of gorgeous in their own way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I agree and uh then you have some people with the uh you know the tony bell i mean the tony gwynn taco bell era uh, yeah. you know, right. uh uniforms and then the you know that period of time back in the 90s when they wore navy blue and whatever when oh, yeah. uh, Kevin was there and and then you get and then like their their modern uniforms and so like even amongst the San Diego faithful uh you know it doesn't really it doesn't really pop like uh uh you know like the sea of blue you know at a Dodger game. That's a really good point. I never thought about that how how you could fragment um your own fans by rele- by redoing your jerseys every few years. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, it was. It, 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 it really struck me. I never really thought about it either until I was at the game and and uh, I was just looking around and thinking, it's, geez, you know, it's 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 uh, it. There's no real universal, uh, uh, you know, Padre sort of uh, yeah. mark in the crowd. Whereas yeah. Cardinals fan is wearing their bright red, you know, and so you see them. But uh, <laughs> I, I just don't think the passion for baseball is quite there in that town either, you know, and I can understand why. I mean, if I lived in San Diego, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a hardcore baseball fan, but if I lived in San Diego all the time, I might be finding other things to do. <laughs> Those people are so chilled out. and yeah. you know, Everybody's windsurfing and fish yeah. tacos and all that. Yeah, right. <laughs> you got all that, you know, baseball might not be as high of a – 
uh, priority. But They might have a little better product on the field this year, at least with uh, all the sort of unexpected moves they made this offseason. Yeah. yeah. I would, uh, like, last year it was uh, uh, the guys that they had out there. It's, you know, I... I'm hard pressed off the top of my head to name more than uh, you know three or four people that were in yeah. their lineup. I mean, just a really generic yeah. lineup yeah. Uh, that they that they threw out there. And so, I mean, I I agree with you, Upton and Matt Kemp and even Will Myers. You know, they've got mm-hmm. some players. I don't know how good they'll be, but they've got some some players that at least are fun to watch. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they're they're know. banking on guys that are will hopefully be able to sort of resurrect their careers. You know, in uh, in in san diego so cool man i you know i would think that more players and i mentioned this i think on a previous podcast that more players would want to play in san diego just because it looks like you know it's got some of the best weather in the country you know if you if you're rich hell you could live in beverly hills and just go down to san diego for your games you know (laughs) i mean you know it's not really a city that i get the impression is kind of like mired in poverty or anything like that so I guess there's just better things to do in San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> the, the best free agency pitch that you could make if you were the GM in San Diego is, you know, just meet the guy at the airport, hand him the keys to a convertible and say, dude, just tool around town for two or three days and then come right. back to me and right. we'll, t- we'll talk numbers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, If you can stomach winning 65 games next yeah. year, hey, you'll be in a yeah. good, good backdrop. Yeah. yeah. It's not, you know, uh, the most important thing in the world to you, but, uh, you know, having a nice suntan and pretty girls is, you know, uh, <laughs> you can do worse than play in San Diego, you know. <laughs> Doesn't look like a bad place to live. Um, now, you also went to, I want to talk about this, um, back in, I think it was like in late March, it was about a week or so before the season started, right? Um, you went to the exhibition game in Montreal. Was that between the Mets and the Blue Jays? Is That, that was... That was the Mets and the Blue Jays. They were okay. actually, they actually played two. Okay, two. We went there for both of them. Now, I've 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 uh, I've been to Montreal. Montreal is actually the only city I've ever been in Canada, and it's probably not the best representation of Canada, just because you know the city has such a European feel to it. Um, you know, when I look at Montreal, I always thought it was weird that they even had a team. You know, just yeah. because it's right. it's such a it's such a European city, it just doesn't scream like you know baseball, baseball. right? Yeah. Um, so how was it, man? I mean, like the place kind of looks like it's fallen apart from like recent photos I've seen. Yeah, I mean, it, it sort of looked like it was falling apart twenty years ago too. You right. know, <laughs> it, 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 I, I couldn't believe it when I found out initially that they were actually going to play MLB exhibition games there. It for me, I mean, it was a must go because I thought, now how often do you see like sort of like a zombie ballpark reanimating? Right. For even a game or two, and I thought Olympic Stadium was—I thought that ship sailed ten years yeah, ago. Right, just, yeah. you missed out on that one, yeah. you know. So it's the next best thing to having a time machine. And there so, were old Olympic programs under the seats still. In- <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's like wait a minute, Bruce, Bruce Jenner in the decathlon. Right. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's um, it, it was uh, de- it's definitely a bit of a dump. I mean, I, I say that with affection. Sure. Uh, I enjoyed every second of it. I mean, I it was uh, it was a little bit like taking a trip into the uh, the past. I mean, it really was. I mean, partly because the ballpark is dingy and dirty, and uh, you know the architecture is screaming 1970s era. You know, I mean, it fits right in there. 
I mean, obviously, it's a little more interesting looking from the outside, in particular, than the uh, the so-called concrete donut uh, stadiums of the '70s. You know, Riverfront and Three Rivers and Veterans Stadium and all those kinds of parks that didn't have a lot. Of, you know, multi-sport, multi-purpose. Right. And I guess my understanding is is that Olympic Stadium is you know I, I guess that uh, the Toronto Argonauts play there. And in Montreal? They, wow, okay. Weird. I mean, not, I mean, not the Toronto Argonauts, the Montreal Alouettes. Alouettes, yeah, yeah. yeah right, right. Be extremely weird. Yeah. <laughs> Keep me honest, Gabe. Because, I mean, I think that that was, uh, uh, wasn't that the team that, I hate to say this name uh, on any podcast, but uh, that, that was the team that Trustman coached, I think. It was, yeah, yeah. yeah. It yeah. was. Yeah. Uh. Maybe, maybe, maybe part of the bad vibes there was the, the uh, ballpark still had a little bit of the taint of Mark Trestman on it. You hey, know? He, he won a championship there. He did, he did. You know, and that's worth like a half a Super Bowl. <laughs> yes. That's I think it the- equals one playoff win. In the <laughs> I, was, I was just talking about the Grey Cup the other day with my friends, you know. Right. <laughs> but, uh, ballpark, uh, you know, they I, they resuscitated it from, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, I was how was the surface? Because it was artificial surface, right? Yeah, yeah. Were there, it, like, just huge patches of it, like, gone? Right, you know, <laughs> you're just waiting for, like, guys to catch their uh, uh, Cle- you know, cleats in the seat. Blow out their MCLs and whatever. But, uh, you know, it was a, uh, it was, it was astroturf. So that alone was, uh, uh, you know, weird to see because in in this day and age, you really don't see any like. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it was maybe it was field turf, but I mean, it looked like ass. It looked like astroturf. And the ghost of Andre Dawson's knees were there. Right, right. <laughs> May God rest their souls. Right. Uh, Did people have uh, Gary Carter, uh, Jerry Curl wigs on by any chance? You know, it's funny. Gary Carter's, uh, Gary Carter's wife was there, and his family was Sweet. there, and they. I, I bet it was kind of like a select, you know, I, yeah. with yeah. them kind of resurrecting, the, um, bringing back the park for those couple days. Yeah, it was probably a, a reason yeah, to trot some yeah. people out. Yeah, yeah. yeah they had uh, about I don't know, maybe about fifteen members of the '94 team that uh, oh yeah got nice. robbed of a division title by the uh, labor yeah. uh, situation. Uh, so, so they were there, and they kind of got to come out and take their bows, and then as uh, as I Gabe, I think you probably know, or, or or maybe you don't. I did. I got to meet Ellis Valentine. Uh, yeah, right. So I saw the school. picture. I think. Yeah, yeah I was because I uh, uh, followed him on Twitter, and and we just like had a brief exchange on Twitter. He's like, "Well, I'm going to be there in you know section 117 or whatever. <laughs> You'll come come down and see me." Cool. And I'm like, "Well, I will. I will." And yeah. so he, he was pretty easy to spot. You know, he's about six four. 350 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> he hit his weight these days, I mean, straight to the Hall of Fame, you know, <laughs> Ted Williams territory. But, uh, but, he, but, he, but yeah, he was a nice guy. So, you know, got to meet him and kind of had some poutine, nice. which was right. my, right. my first poutine experience. So that was nice. Uh, yeah. Lot, you know, all the people speak in French. Uh, you know, I had one guy come up to me and he's asking me something in French and I, I had to drop a uh, uh, no français on him. <laughs> do they do they uh, make announcements in French and English? Um, stadium announcements. Know, the, the stadium announcements were in English. 
I believe, if I, if I recall correctly, but gosh, there were so many people like, we had a problem with our tickets. Uh, we'd gotten the tickets, uh, you know, through a third party. I think we'd gotten them off of StubHub. Mm -hmm. I want to say, maybe, I can't remember. It's not important where we got the tickets, but we had these tickets. And so there was an issue when we got down there, people were in the seats and they show, and these were hard copy tickets, by the way. Hmm. And they showed us their hard copy ticket, and their hard copy ticket was for the exact same uh, <laughs> So it's like, hey, wait a minute, right? So we go up to the um, you know customer service booth or whatever to try and clarify this, and they're speaking French there. Mm -hmm. you know? So you're trying, you know, maybe there was like one lady who was <laughs> bilingual, but they're speaking French and. So we had that situation. They, they wrote us up other seats. We go down there. People are also in those. <laughs> so we, ha we have to go back, get a, get a third handwritten ticket, and uh, we finally, the th on the third try, we were able to get seated. But it was like, it was like the bottom of the second before we Jeez. finally settled. So was it packed? It was, it was packed, man. It was, uh, it was a full house both nights. Over fifty thousand. They wow. announced. Uh, they announced. I think on the first night that it was the largest crowd for baseball uh, in the history of the park. Yeah, wow. I remember those last few years in in Mont with the Expos. Yeah, they, no, they had a hard time drawing ten thousand. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It was a week's worth of attendance. I mean, based on those standards. Yeah, and, yeah. And you know, they're actually having two more games there this year. How cool! I believe, no, I, believe, nice. I believe the Reds, uh, the Reds are playing the Blue Jays a couple of games at the end of March. So, nice. and there's a part of me that really would like to go back, <laughs> but I've got lots of really good reasons not to. You know, <laughs> particularly financial reasons not to. But man, it's beautiful tempting. city too. It's yeah. It's a gorgeous. It's a gorgeous city. the The nightlife was uh, wink, wink. You know, the nightlife was pretty good. It was a. Right. Uh, it was a fun. It was a fun city. I, I wish that we would have had more than one night there. You know, we were there just, uh, I believe it was third, was it, I can't remember, it was either Friday, Saturday, or Thursday. I guess it was Friday, Saturday. Friday night, um, we went to the game, and then we went and just took in a little bit of the city, you know, went to just a couple of, like, uh, you know, local bars, just kind of walked around the downtown area. And then the next day, we, uh, you know, we, we hit, it was an afternoon game, early afternoon game. And so we went to that, and then we just drove to New York City, uh, mm. you know, straight straight from there. So we only had one night there. I, I would like to be able to go back to Montreal and maybe have just a little bit more time to take in some of the other parts of the city because, you know, it. it I mean, it was, uh, as, as you said, uh, Gabe, you know, it's a very European vibe. It's a, it's just a really neat place. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'd like to get back there at some point, but it's, it's a lot easier to uh, have enthusiasm for going when when they're playing at Olympic Stadium, you know. Cool. Speaking of nightlife, um, what uh, what were your favorite uh, surrounding neighborhoods of all the stadiums you went to? Oh wow, that's a really good uh, that's a really good question. Um, let me think. Um, I mean, it's interesting because a lot of stadiums nowadays are just in the middle of the suburbs, so you just drive to them and you got nowhere else to go. You do. I mean, you do like Milwaukee, for instance, you know, in a way, in a way you, Milwaukee's easy to get in and out of, but, you know, base, although they, although they turn tailgating into an art form up there, yeah, um, yeah. but, the, but that's another one for, I guess, my less impressive ballparks list is Miller Park. I, I, Gabe, I would probably put it somewhere in the, yeah, 
I, I the surrounding area is is boring. There's nothing there, but I, I, I sort of like the architecture to it. Um, I like it from the outside. I don't know if, if, if from the inside. I I don't know. It's it, to me, it's a little shadowy, and and I don't know, it feels. Or at least it used to feel almost like you were inside a greenhouse or something, you know. I, I can see that. I, yeah. So, but uh, I mean, I, but I, I enjoy the. I, I think they have good fans, and you know, they've uh, you know, as a dad, you know, they it's a pretty kid friendly, sure. Uh, you know, park. Um, I don't know. I mean, in terms of like areas like around the ballpark, I mean, San Diego would be hard to top hmm. on that one. I mean, say, uh, I I thought uh, Pittsburgh. You know, I, I was really, really impressed with Pittsburgh. I had never been to Pittsburgh until I uh, went there in uh, summer of 13 and and uh, saw – we actually went to an old-fashioned doubleheader, you know, a one-ticket nice. doubleheader, which, you know, you don't yeah. see much anymore. It was actually a scheduled yeah. doubleheader, you know. Oh, not, yeah. And so uh, I was really impressed with Pittsburgh. I, I, I thought that was a great ballpark. I really liked the area. So scenic. I mean – you know, they really make use. I don't think there are enough ballparks that really make use of the scenery around the ballpark. You can kind of see the skyline, right? It's yeah. right sort of right, right. behind the outfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They make use of the of the of the skyline and you can see the you know, the bridges uh, you know, running. Uh you know, it really makes for a, a really beautiful sort of like panorama, you know, when mm-hmm. you when you're uh, you know behind home plate or, you know, whatever. You know, it's really nice. And so, uh, you know, Pittsburgh, I, I found to be impressive. I mean, Los Angeles, the 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 area around it is scenic. It's really close to to uh, Chinatown. So, mm-hmm. like right around there, we actually wanted to stop and like uh, grab something to eat before we went to the ballpark one night. But like, literally, everything was Chinese food. Which nothing against Chinese food, but it's like I I, I don't do it uh, very, very much. So we're like <laughs> driving around. Looking How could at you not get a Dodger dog as well? Oh, I know. Oh, uh, totally got Dodger yeah. dog. Yeah. Ballpark. Yeah. Food? That, that was yeah. That was going to be my question. You mentioned the poutine earlier. For yeah. for those who don't know, that's like French fries with gravy, right? French fries with gravy and sort like, of like what was the best food you ate, or like who had the best food at what park? The poutine was great. Now San Diego had really nice food. Pittsburgh had really good food. Hmm. Uh, the newer uh, parks, I mean, newer parks you know, just they they go all out. You know, I, yeah. The thing about Petco is. The food there was incredible, but the thing that's interesting, the concourse was amazing. I mean, it's it's super. You really almost feel like it's. Uh, I, I told my wife, I said it felt like a mall park, you know, because and that's a compliment and a and a put down at the same time. Sure. Because I mean, it's like the amenities and the food options and all the things that they have when you're out walking around the concourse is great. But it's also literally sort of like segregated from the inside of the ballpark, so that like when you're in the large swaths of the uh, concourse, you can't even you can't even see what's going on in the ballpark. You're really sort of you're in the ballpark, but you're outside the ballpark. You know, mm-hmm. you're not you you're not getting. It doesn't feel like you're at a baseball game. Right. And, it feels like you're in the world's best like mall food court. <laughs> you <know? laughs> if you're hungry and you're into that, or you're not a very passionate fan, then I guess that's just fine. You know, I mean, it's like Wrigley. I, I still think Wrigley has like basically like the worst food of any ballpark I've ever. <laughs> been. You know, I love the place anyway, but you know, if you're going to Wrigley, expecting to get like really good, oh, ball- yeah, yeah, 
mean, well, well, the upside is though there are so many options in the neighborhood with Wrigley. Yeah, you know, like I mean, if you want yep. to go to a place before or after the game, yeah, you know, it's uh, yeah. it's one of the few parks that's really embedded in a neighborhood. Yeah. You know, yeah, you have you have no idea how long those hot dogs have been in those things. Those guys. Right. Are right. The, the only hot... thing I trust is the little malt with the wooden spoon. Right. <laughs> those hot dogs. It's like Rick Russell was the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, they ordered them during his last game. You know. <laughs> still, still sitting on the same box. Um, well, I was Ricky. Growing up in Kentucky, were you pretty much? surrounded by reds fans i mean just just geographically speaking was was that kind of the, the preferred team you know i would say the reds were the closest thing that we had to a preferred team i mean that yeah. was the, that was the only ballpark i got to go to when i was a kid right you know i had a real rural upbringing i grew up the, that was actually the closest ballpark and that was about a three-hour drive mm-hmm. so um usually i was able to go to one game my adulthood has actually worked out rather well. I mean, like like eight year old me would be really freaking psyched if yeah. he knew how life had turned out. Because <laughs> right, right. I actually get to go to these places. Because, yeah. but for me, that was it. You know, it would be one Reds game a year. You right. know, I, now I sound like somebody's grandpa. You know, it's like well, when I was a kid, we went to one <laughs> Reds game a year, and we were glad of it. You know, and it was at Riverfront Stadium, which was a dump. <laughs> but uh, but that was it. So. That was probably the closest, but I'll tell you what sort of changed that equation was cable TV. I I became more of a Cubs fan uh, through watching WGN, but the Atlanta Braves for a time oh, yeah. really mm-hmm. became very, very popular in the area where uh, I was growing up. All those because, TBS games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, all those TBS games, and I guess because it was a Southern, you know, it was like, a, it was like the South's team. I right. guess mm-hmm. essentially, essentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 right. It was before the Florida teams, yeah, you know, yeah. Right. That was like all they had. I say the Florida teams like they even matter. You know what I mean? <laughs> like twenty years later, neither had neither of those teams have a fan base. Florida should have spring training. You know, yeah. the great- right, right. Yeah. So and now, have you been to the? Have you been to the? Um, gosh, what is the new red? Well, newer Reds Park, Great American. Is that yeah. what it's called? American Ballpark. Yeah. Have you been there? I've been there once. Yeah, okay. I actually went there. That was one of the last things I did before I moved to uh, Chicago in '03. Okay, it, uh, I was like, okay, well, I haven't been to this ballpark yet. I think that was actually the year that it opened. I went okay. once the year that it opened, um, and I found it to be a pretty nice park. Yeah, I, I thought it was. I, I thought it was a, a you know reasonably uh, nice little ballpark. Pretty intimate. You felt like you were. I mean, I actually was literally close to the field. I had really good seats, but the sight lines seemed good. You felt like you were, you know, like you were kind of as a as a uh, you know a fan. You felt like you were pretty pretty much kind of like on the field, mm-hmm. uh, you know, relative to you know some other ballparks where you go in and you sit down, even down in the infield box area, and and you, it just feels like you know you're not really present in right. the same way, you know. So I actually thought that was a pretty nice park, Riverfront is uh riverfront was one that always is going to be kind of near and dear to my heart i have a couple of i have a couple of seat backs uh from riverfront you know and and even even though like if you if you could resuscitate riverfront stadium and bring it back tomorrow in the you know the same condition and everything that it was in back in the 70s and the 80s i'm sure i'd be the first person to have to critically say this this is awful by today's standards but (laughs) you know there's always that part of you that has a little bit of nostalgia oh, yeah. or, 
for your childhood. Mm-hmm. And so I'll, I'll probably never be able to like truly give a critical assessment of uh, Wrigley just because I'm in the tank for it. Because when I was a sure. kid, yeah, that's it. That was my part. You know? Yeah, absolutely. It, uh, what's uh, what's number one on your list, Ricky? That you haven't been to that you want to check out? Oh man, that's a good question. Well, I can tell you that. The, the two that, uh, you know, like Lord Willing and the Creek Don't Rise, you know, as they say, the two that I want to add for sure this coming summer is uh, um, Arlington and uh, in Houston. Okay. Nice. So nice. Those, Texas, those, yeah. Yeah, those are hopefully going to be 20 and 21 uh, this summer. If I don't add any other new parks, I'm hoping that I can at least get those in. Mm-hmm. I've, I've got a good buddy that lives in uh, 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 Fort Worth area. Okay, so, which is so, a which is a fun town. I've got some friends down there too. Okay. It's, it's, a, right. it's a fun area. Yeah, yeah te- Texas. I've actually never been to Texas, and uh, it's it's always a good tip off. You can tell like what states I haven't been to. If I haven't been to the ballpark there, I probably haven't. Been <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I make a point, you know, if I can, if I've been there, I, I that's the one place I make sure I hit. But yeah, I'm looking forward to those. Uh, you know, just. Not that I necessarily have any bit – I'm not particularly excited about seeing the Rangers ballpark for any reason. I mean, it looks like it's a nice enough park. Um, you know, a little more jazzed about going to Houston, I think. I've always sort of thought that uh, – it's still Minute Maid, right? Is it Minute Maid yeah. still? Oh, oh right, it, yeah. I guess yeah. – yeah, I think so. It's I not Enron. Yeah. Right. No, I know it's not Enron, yeah. <laughs> uh, right, but I, I think it's – it's one of the parks that's kept its name now, maybe for ten years. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. If you keep it for ten years now, I mean that's. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, I the one I want to go to, and I'll, I'll ask Levi and and Jonathan as well. I want to go to the park in Miami. I think it looks cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I like yeah. the fact that um, they went against the trend of like kind of the faux retro, mm-hmm. you know, oh, which yeah. I, I, yes. yeah. I, I, I like the fact that it said hell with it. We're going to make it look really modern, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. I kind of think that's kind of cool, you know? Aspects I, of it are definitely psychedelic. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that outfield looks like yeah. a bad acid trip or something. You don't want to drop acid before somebody <laughs> from Marlins homers. <laughs> but I guess if you did drop acid at that park, you'd have plenty of room to roam freely because you'd be about one of about 20 fans there. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. No, so you have goodness. a good place to get foul balls i would think yeah oh, right yeah. right definitely uh, hey have you have you ever got a foul ball at any of the stadiums i have never gotten a foul ball oh. and I, and i can say i've never really even come to, i don't even have like the one that got away story right. wow uh, yeah i've never even gotten the ball during bp it's wow. i'm over, i'm overdue you know but. i was close to one it was when um I was like you growing up. I I got to go to like a Cubs Cardinal game either in St. Louis at the old Bush or at Wrigley about once a we year. We all grew up about two hours from St. Louis. Yeah, so and it so was sort of the you know the default place. We to were go. on vacation in Colorado the year the Rockies started, and so somehow my mom knew somebody who knew somebody who worked for the Rockies, and we got tickets. That's when they were playing at Mile High. It was at it was at the old Mile High Stadium, yeah. And we were uh, behind home plate, like maybe like fifteen or twenty rows, and um, it was probably like ten feet to the right of me. I, you know, I was maybe like eleven years old. I wanted to like crawl over the people that were there and And dive and get it. That age, you know. I mean, you got to take advantage of the social acceptability of just. Jumping over people, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. pushing old ladies out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. 
43, you know? <laughs> it was like seeing a baseball game, like, in a Roman Coliseum. Yeah. I'll say that. It was huge. Yeah. yeah. Seeing yeah. a game at Mile High. And I'll never forget, it was the Braves. It was the Braves versus the Rockies, and it was Fred McGriff's first game as a Brave. Huh. No, no they, kidding. Because I remember they introduced it. They're like, hey, and his first game is a Brave. Yeah. Yeah, his first game is a Brave, Fred McGriff. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Was Dante Bichette playing with the Rockies? Yeah, da- okay. Dante Bichette. And all over the stadium, the, at the at the souvenir stands, they had these posters that had David Need, and it said the Need for Speed. Oh, nice. And it was like him with a baseball, like, oh, yeah. That is not a reference I thought I would hear today. Uh, <laughs> all right. Was he the first Rocky? I mean, I like, did, yeah. He's on the inaugural team. Yeah, yeah. 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 Eric Young, yeah, right. Yep, Dante or whatever, you know. From but you know, Gabe, I think you're really right about the the Marlins Park. I'm glad that somebody finally said, you know what, screw it, because because I think really a lot of the uh, parks that were made in the last ten, twelve years or whatever, it's almost like a, a. it's become like a, a different kind of mediocrity than the than the uh, concrete yeah. nuts. You know, you can't a lot of these ballparks. You, I mean, you know, other than like the team's name that's on top of the scoreboard, uh, they, they they seem kind of interchangeable, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. And I don't I don't like this trend of making something look like it has history when it when it doesn't. You know, um, I haven't been to a game there, but I've driven by the vicinity of the St. Louis Park, and I don't I don't like the looks of it. Yeah. I, I really so, think it's just this faux retro kind of generic. It looks like Camden Yards. Yeah, but but, but they, I don't it. know if they pulled it off though. Yeah, you know? no, yeah, no, yeah, it's not yeah. as good as Camden Yards. Yeah, I mean, Cam- and Camden was really the first park to do that, so they they got it right. You know, they were they were the people that kind of drafted the template, and other yeah. people have followed it, and just really it hasn't hasn't been as charming. I have been to San Francisco. I did go to. Uh, I guess it's called AT&T. It was called Pac Bell when I went there back. It had only been opened a couple of years. And it's kind of got the same thing. I mean, it's it's nice because it's by the water and, you know, it's it's San Francisco's, uh, you know, very vibrant city and walkable and all of that. But um, it also is trying to look like a park built in 1940, you know, <laughs> even mm-hmm. though it was built in 1999. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, talking about the, like, sort of like bucket list, stadiums i mean that's the one that everybody that's the one that everybody raves about yeah you know is at&t so i mean camden yards i've never been to that that's another one that i would that i would love to get to those are probably the first two that come to mind like if you were asking you say okay you can you can only go to two more that you've never been to which two do you pick yeah i think it would have to be those i've never i I went to old bush which i guess actually technically it was bush two or whatever but the one that was built in the 60s Yeah. It looked like Riverfront and Pittsburgh and, and yeah. Oakland, you know, all those were kind of, and County up in Milwaukee, all those were yeah. really just followed the same blueprint. Yeah. yeah, it did. And I, and, but I can say I've never, I've never once like had any kind of like priority to go to a Cardinals game. I haven't been to the new Cardinals park. And I think it's partly because like, I just kind of feel like, eh, you know, there's, yeah. I, you know, I mean, if, if, the, if the, circumstances of my life ever uh you know put me near st louis i would certainly go but sure yeah yeah I, i've been to a few games there and i mean it, it it's mediocre but there's i i've sat in different areas there's not like an awful seat it's one of those stadiums where there's really not an awful seat in the place but it's it like gabe said it's trying to be an old stadium and it's not an old stadium 
right? Yeah. I, I, I almost would like to see some of the same things, like, happen with uniforms. I'm tired of with like the whole like what you know because everybody's wearing like these pajama pants anyway. It's not like you. It's not like you look like uh, you know uh, the Lou Gehrig out there. Yeah. <laughs> everybody's wearing CC. CC's is a bad thing. Yeah, like literally in his size, right? And right. and so I would love to see like the, the uniforms kind of go back to the future a little bit, and let's get some of the. I mean, I'm not saying we have to go back completely the full, like, 1970s, like, out there. You know, the White Sox don't need to bring back their shorts or anything, but no. I, I would like to see a, a little more forward. A bit um, more of evolution. Yeah. 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 You know? I, I like what the Blue Jays did a couple years ago. They sort of took a little more of a modern spin on their older uniform. Yeah. Yep. And Baltimore did it, too. Yep. And those right now would be my two favorite baseball uniforms, Toronto and, and Baltimore. Yeah. yeah. Love Love is spe- I love what both of them did. I especially love what uh, Baltimore did. Oh, the cartoon bird! You can't beat it, man. Yeah. Bird and I, and I love. I'm in the tank for the the uh, the white front panel. I yeah. love yeah. that. Like the the tricolor. Yeah, right. Tri-color. So, yeah. When the when the Orioles announced that they were doing that, I I was just like, oh my gosh, holy crap! You know, that's really really cool. And so. And you know, I gotta believe the cartoon bird. You know, they've been they've been pretty good. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah it's the magic. Yeah, because they had that they, during the Ripken era, like the latter Ripken era. They had that ugly ass bird. You know what oh, I'm talking yeah. about? It's that, awful. Yeah, 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 that was yeah. a stupid looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Described as like the like ornithologically correct. Yeah, it's yeah. like the Audubon <laughs> yeah. society. It, it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, uh, you know, if, you're, if if those birds came to life, obviously it's clear which one I'd want to have a beer with. You know what I mean? <laughs> it would be the cartoon bird. All right, Listen, the guy's the, drunk the, right now. All right, yeah, so from the late Ripken area, that's the kind of bird that's just going to crap on your shoulder. You know, <laughs> right. and they did by starting zero and twenty that one year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, God bless them. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, Ricky, thank you so much, man. We had a lot of fun. Good times. And, uh, you know, maybe, you know, maybe we'll get to a ballpark together sometime soon. I would would love that. I would absolutely love that. All, you know, that, that anytime, man, anytime I'm there, I'll, I'll buy the first round. And, uh, uh, just to uh, confirm David need was in fact the first Rocky. Um, so huge, huge bonus points on that. And uh, uh, he was uh, taken in the expansion draft from the Atlanta Braves. There you yes. go. We are. It's all full circle, buddy. Yep. All together. Excellent. Well, Ricky, thanks so much again, buddy. Yes. And, uh, you know, happy uh, well, spring training's right around the corner. Hell, right you know, a month away. Sure, we're not far away now. So. Yep. That's right. Well, buddy, take care and uh, keep listening and, and tell everybody else to do the I- same. All right, keep up the good work, man. I've uh, I've been checking out the things that y'all have been doing, and I love it. So, you know, thank you. Working. I pre- we, Thanks, pre- we all appreciate that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man, we're 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 uh, who doesn't like talking about music and baseball? You know, so <laughs> no, nobody that I the the uh, the cartoon bird would right, right, right. <laughs> I guarantee. You. Be sure to look me up if you're in uh, Kansas City. Yeah. All right, you got it. I've never been to I've never been to Kaufman. No, so. you got to go to Kaufman. Right. Yeah. All right. It's, right, it's one they've, they've renovated really nicely, too. You know, yeah. they, they, they modernized it, but without, in my opinion, just totally going over the top yep. and making it look completely different than it used to. It's They did a really good job rehabbing that park a few years ago. Uh, yeah, that, that, and that's another one that's on my list. I mean, it's I mean, it's one of the older parks now. I mean, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah pretty, right. Pretty yeah. family-friendly friendly as well. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent. 
Beautiful place. All right, Ricky. Thanks again, buddy. Thanks, Ricky. Hey, guys. Thank you so much. Take care. Take care. Well, everybody, thanks so much for spending some more time with us here on Rock and Roll Shinsu Chu. I want to give a big shout out to Ricky Cobb for stopping by and hanging out with us for a little while. Great to see him, um, as well as hear about all of his travels throughout Major League Baseball parks. So I want to thank you guys as well, Jonathan and Levi, as well as our fans. I want you to check us out uh, on Facebook. And also, you can follow us on Twitter. We're at RockIn. That's the letter N, RockInChew. And well, as well as on Instagram, that's our handle too, RockInChew. And also, we've got uh, a really good-looking website that is in the works, should be launching really soon, and it's RockChew.com. Okay, RockChew.com. Uh, I've seen the draft of it, and it is really a beauty. So I think you all are really going to enjoy it. We're going to have some really cool stuff on there. Links to all of our social media pages, as well as just some fun stuff about baseball and rock and roll. So look forward to that soon. We'll be rolling that out here in the coming days. So uh, on that note, thanks again, and we will see you guys next time. Peace out.